everybody. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Privilege and a pleasure to perform for you today. And this is like a performance. We're performing, uh, I think, the skill, how long can we float until we drown? And this is what we're going through in the country today here. We're being attacked on so many different fronts. It's unbelievable. But the good news is we've got the bad guys on the run, big time on the run. And I think they're getting ready to pull out the deadly card. And, you know, I think Canada, we're going to see Tiananmen Square. And uh, around the world, we're beginning to see trucker revolts. And these truckers need to keep this up and just apply pressure in different places. And, you know, they'll shut off this area, then go to that area. And so we really have a problem. We also have a big problem in the church. And I've written about this many, 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 many times. And uh, we have Bob Griswold with us today on our survival report. And he's going to be talking about how the church is infested with really what I think are imposters and uh, fifth column type forces that are um, wrecking it for everybody else. And I wrote an article recently. um, It was about the Amish. And the Amish are built for persecution. They're built to survive it. They meet every other Sunday. They meet in different locations. I mean, it's almost like a clandestine spy novel. It's a lot like the old tactics of people in the Soviet Union they used to keep Christianity alive. And the Amish do this, naturally. And we're going to hear from Bob today about problems within the Christian church. Huge problems. And he's going to have one avenue, and I'm going to bring up a couple of old familiar ones. And I think overall what it's going to say is home worship is the way to go, like homeschool is the way to go, like we're creating a parallel society. The first part of this program is brought to you by MPS, My Patriot Supply. And some of you just aren't taking the threat seriously. The food supply chain is growing worse. The distribution problems, irrespective of the truckers, is growing worse farmland availability to yield good crop it's growing more dim by the moment and there's many strategies being used it's intentional and the government's trying to set itself up as being the lone purveyor of all food so they can control you obey or starve well do you want to be in that system or do you want to be outside the system mps gives you a choice with 25 year shelf life restaurant quality food they have both three-month specials and 30-day specials. I recommend stacking those orders on top of each other in order to take advantage of the great sales that are there. And they are really, really good sales. And the food has 16 different varieties. And I've tasted this food. Listen, I could live on this food. And it's food that uh, will give you 2,000 calories per day. So you go, that's a lot. Yeah, that's what you want. Because when you're down to your survival food, that's what you're doing, surviving. So how do you get yours? Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And one more thing. If you are having trouble with food, you're probably going to have trouble with water. And you can't eat unless you have water to drink. Storing food only, excuse me, storing water only lasts for so long. So you know what you need to do? You need to be able to filtrate the water. you got to purify it. And we have the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's a great 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 product great product 
good research at waterwithdave.com that tells you how effective this is compared to the competition. And they have a great sale on right now. And ladies and gentlemen, they, we have sold out of these before in the past. But I'll just say this. You won't be able to necessarily store enough water, but generally you can scavenge enough water, whether it's lakes, streams, ponds, swimming pools, whatever it would be, but you have to be able to purify it because on the fifth day of a crisis, the Naval War College says that waterborne illnesses become the number one cause of death. So on one hand, you've got the food that you can get in store, preparewithdave.com. On the other hand, you're going to have the ability to purify water and keep that supply coming. And with the water uh, purifiers, I would say this. One is none and two is one, and I would order more than one. We have three in our family, and I think that's probably sufficient. But I guarantee you, folks, you're going to need these because this is what this administration is driving towards. Total and absolute control over your food, your water, and every other aspect of your life that they can control. Waterwithdave.com and the food preparewithdave.com. And that takes care of the advertising for the first segment. I just want to make sure that we mention here that Bob Griswold is well known for uh, his knowledge about surviving and survival supplies. And he has uh, and maintains probably the best, and that's generally consensus for most people, the best survivor food and not, excuse me, the best surviving supplies across the board from communication to night vision to medical supplies to everything that you can think of that you'll need to survive at readymaderesources.com. And we'll talk more about that as we go through the show. Bob, welcome to the show. And uh, I, I'm really concerned, but I know you're right. We've got the great falling away going on, and the pastors are leading the charge. Well, you know, Dave, in, in the, the Constitution, it talks about enemies, foreign and domestic. Um, and, you know, that, that applies... Um, to really a lot of aspects of life. There are, there are families that have enemies outside and inside. Uh, there are, you know, governments that have um, enemies outside and inside. And then the Church of Jesus Christ has enemies outside and inside. Yes, the, Bi the Bible talks and says that at, towards the end of the time, end of time before the second advent of Jesus Christ, which I do think is... Um, I, I'm not, you know, Howard Camping or anything to that effect. I don't, the date setting is always a ridiculous thing to do. But time setting is not. The general times and season it is, it is not to, to do because Jesus did it. He said you'll know when. He said you'll know when this, these things are coming about. Um, so we don't set times. He said no man knows the hour or the day. Now, um, that, was, that was really interesting that he picked those phrases, hour or day. That's a very specific time, hour and day. And that's where the Howard Campings of the world get in trouble. It's going to happen this day or this hour. Uh, they, they, we, are, we are cautioned, warned, and commanded not <clears throat> to do those things. Uh, because, you know, anybody who's done it has had a 2,000-year track record of failure. Well, we do know the general times in which this is going to happen, and, and there's, I don't think you could make a case that it, we're not in that time right now. But, um, you know, I, I wanted to, to look first. You know, we, we could easily look, look and see the, the internal enemies of the church, which are apostasy, apostasy being people who claim, uh, Steve, Quayle, Steve Quayle calls them claimants, people who claim 
you know, to, to adhere to the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they're in there actually drilling holes in the bottom of the boat. They're introducing what the Bible calls destructive heresies, um, you know, th- things that, that have gone against biblical Christianity for 2,000 years. There's a historic doctrine of the Church of Jesus Christ, and, those are, and you can go back and, and read. I, I, I read extensively the, what they call the anti-Niacene fathers. Niacene was one of the first councils, well, not the first council, but it was, it was a defining council of the Church in about the year 300. And anything before that um, you have, you know, all the way back to people like Polycarp, Justin Martyr, Arianus. These guys were the. Some of them actually knew John and the, some of the other apostles. So when I, when you read their writings, you're reading people who had firsthand knowledge of the friends of Jesus. I mean, John was a friend of Jesus. Um, so when when I read what Arianus or Polycarp or Justin Martyr has to say, say comments on the Book of Revelation. You know, um, it's not biblical, but it's very historical, and I would say, you know, since they're very, very close to the historic event, in fact, they knew the guy who got the revelation, John, that their comments are very um, um, applicable for me understanding the times in which I live. And, and fortunately, we have a lot of their writings. You can actually just go and type in anti-Niacene Fathers and start reading them. They, then they address a wide range of subjects. But, you know... <clears throat> Excuse me. We were warned that this would happen, and we're seeing it today. I mean, all kinds of just aberrant doctrines. God wants you to be rich. You know, um, we're never to suffer. Uh, uh, just this prosperity gospel. This all, all these these things. I mean, how now LGBTQ? It, it doesn't matter. God doesn't care what sexual orientation you are. All, all this has entered the church, and it's it's really been destructive heresies. Abraham Lincoln actually said the most, you know, that, that if the United States were ever conquered, it would be conquered from within. And in the same way, in some ways to the church, that applies to the church, you know, the, the greatest conquering force of the church is those that are within it. Those that have infiltrated, and they believe me, they have infiltrated all the seminaries in the United States. The Southern Baptist Convention is always fighting this liberal element um, in the in it, and a lot of them have just completely gone over now. We we see most of the mainstream denomination seminaries, except things that would um, that would have made John, or probably uh, he is, rolling over in his grave. All the apostles are rolling over the grave. I mean, just the things that that they accept. And so we have to we have to understand that this is going to happen. And that we need to be ready for it. We, when, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised when I see mainline denominational churches accept all kinds of things, which you would call doctrines of demons, um, evil things. You know, they, because the Bible clearly defines, say, like marriage between um, one man and one woman, and it's supposed to be for one lifetime. Now, things do come about that can. I mean, obviously, death uh, can end a marriage, and other things do end marriages. But anything else that would end a marriage other than death. Is not um, not a good thing. I mean, you know, you might have a cheating spouse or, or something like that, and, and, and divorce happens. But, but overall, we just see this 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 general um, falling away from what would be considered traditional Christianity. And this is why I'm so big on church history, Dave, and, and history in general, because I go back and read what the historic position of many men men and women of God have been over the ages, and that gives me a foundation, the Bible being the, the, the chief, the corner post of that foundation, uh, of what we are to believe in this day when anything goes. I mean, you know, again, and we do mean anything goes. I mean, if I want to 
you know, identify as a dog and, and get married to another dog, you can do it. It's, that's acceptable. And even in the church, we see, um, you know, drag queens in the church having drag queen hour teaching children. Uh, I, I just can't help but to think of that, that Bible verse that says if you offend one of these little ones, it's better that a millstone were cast around your neck and you were cast into the deepest sea. You know, uh, um, my wife asked me one time, you know, she runs a karate dojo, and there was a, a person there that um, had um, was caught. Uh, he was like 20-some 20, 20 years old, and um, he was caught with very compromising pictures of a 16-year-old girl. And she was saying, well, what should I do with this guy? And I said, well, let's, let's – First of all, I think you should go out and get a boat, go get a big rock and a rope, and cast, you know, and I, I was, you know, you cast him into the deepest sea. That's what's going to happen to that gentleman. Um, and, you know, she thought it was kind of like, oh, we can't do that. But that's what's going to happen to him. And, and, and we, so we see this, this going on in the church where children are being horribly compromised with just, just doctrines of demons. And then we wonder why these kids are shooting themselves in the head, overdosing on drugs, just doing all, uh, everything just crazy because they have been so, uh, what we call, mentally tortured by the system of this world that they don't know what is up and down anymore. Public schools is a great place for this happening, where kids come out, they go into public school, and they come out not knowing anything of stability. And um, I was, um, we did that program, I think, the other day, where you know, one of the, the uh, a child who's gone through those types of events is absolute perfect prey for sexual predators because you know they've never been loved. A lot of times they're just they're secondary. There might be after two or three marriages of the mother or father, um, these children are just destroyed, and and so we see these seeds of of just destruction being sown all around us today. Not only in the in the church setting, but in in governmental settings, and in our family settings, our church settings, uh, just everywhere. I mean the news media. I mean look at the so, so the seeds of destruction that they're sowing in the American civilization today. And that, that brings me to this article I came across the other day by a guy by the name of David French. Now, David French used to, hey, everybody, Dave, used to I guess, uh, work at CNN with, and did a program, I guess, with John Brennan. Yeah. And um, uh, this guy, David French, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, but he also wrote another article, Why Call Rittenhouse is No Hero. Um, so that gives you a little framework of the mindset that this guy's coming from. Carl Rittenhouse is a hero. He, I mean, to define a hero is somebody who steps into a situation and prevents something bad from happening at, at risk to his own life. Um, I mean, that's why we call police officers heroes. That's what we call our military people heroes in a lot of cases because they step into situations that none of us would ever want to step into and, you know, save the day basically, protect life, protect property. Uh, protect the Constitution, uh, you know. And he, here we have him. Carl Rittenhouse is no hero. Well, what did Carl Rittenhouse do? He stepped into a situation where people were trying to burn down the businesses of his community, you know. And even then, he didn't seek violence. He tried to run away from the violence. He was there strictly to defend uh, the, the property of other people from being burned in their livelihoods. Uh, destroyed. And what happens when your livelihood is destroyed? Dave, if somebody came and destroyed your livelihood, took you off the radio, took, closed your bank accounts, or, you know, uh, you know, figured metaphorically burned you out of business, 
um, you know, that would destroy not only you, not only the people you support, your wife, your family, uh, you know, um, my patriots, they wouldn't, you wouldn't be buying from them anymore. Um, all these things would be destroyed. And so here's Carl Rittenhouse, and he's gone to a place. And, and well, the, hold uh, on, hold on, Bob. You've already identified, <laughs> you identified what happened to America for two years and the yes, rest absolutely. of the world for two years. These people well, in Donald government, Trump did it a little bit longer, but they attacked the average person mercilessly and illegally. Yeah, um, you know, um, you know, I, I I did see this T-shirt, Dave. It was an AR-15 with a greater sign than a skateboard, and I really liked that. You know, AR-15 do beat skateboards, but he, you know, he was beaten over the head with a skateboard. A guy was trying to pull a pistol on him as he was running away. So I mean, generally, if I'm running away from violence, I'm not the one perpetrating that violence, you know. Uh, and they say, well, he was armed. Well, Dave, police officers are armed every day. Average citizens are armed every day. That's the Constitution. That's common sense. That's that's natural law. That uh, if I'm armed, I can prevent injury to myself or other people. So the fact that he was armed is no, is no justification. Um, armed and, and being peaceful, which there's millions of concealed carry holders in the United States, this David French, according to his thinking, would say all those people are evil. I mean, they're no heroes. Uh, but yet, over two million times a year in this country, that's the statistics, that people use a firearm to prevent violence. They don't shoot somebody, just they see the situation deteriorating. They see the violence happening, and they just brandish a firearm. I want to make it clear: clear, you cannot brandish a firearm to intimidate people. That's a crime. If I pull out a gun to stop an argument, you know, reveal my gun, you know, because uh, somebody's arguing with me, or, or 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 use it for intimidation, I've just committed a felony. So don't do that. But if I'm carrying a firearm. Uh, that makes doesn't make me a criminal. It makes me a common sense person. And if I see violence, if I see somebody being beaten unmercifully, I have the right to display that firearm and to use that firearm. Well, that's what he's saying. Carl Rittenhouse is no hero, but he is because that's what he did. And and all the all the all the cry and he, that came out. Carl Rittenhouse is a racist. Well, if you ever look at the people's business he defended, they weren't white. Um, you know, they were uh, I think Middle Eastern. Uh, so th there goes the you know the, 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 that's their default card. That's their Trump, well, I hate to use the word Trump card, but that, that is their Trump card. Um, that they that what they do is um, you know it, if you disagree with them on anything. Hey Dave, everybody, Dave Hodges here. Host. Ridiculous, you know. Uh, if you sneeze the wrong direction, you're a racist. Um, if you're white, well, they, all white people are racist. Uh, this is this is what it's gone down to in America. This is their this is their final dying gasp of of trying to justify and, and of themselves and to vilify us. Um, is you know the racist card? Everybody's a racist. Well, um, I came across this article, and this is where I wanted to go with this. I came across this article by David French on February 13th, um, by on the French Press. David French, French Press. And it says the seeds of political violence are being sown in the church. Now, this is the enemies outside the church. And, and here's, the, here's the pattern, and this is, I think, really important. If you want to write something down, write it down now because this is going to be important. Uh, these people, they've, they've gone past marginalizing Christians. That's been happening pretty much 
forever. They've marginalized anybody who would stand up for biblical authority. They've marginalized anybody who would say, hey, listen, you know, you, you know, uh, three people marrying two monkeys is not a good idea. Um, but it's, we see. We, it, but if I say that, I'm homophobic. I'm racist. I'm whatever. So they're, they're marginalizing you. Then they um, penalize you. That's what they're seeking to do now. We're in the penalizing phase where they want to take away your your. You know, tax-exempt status. They want to take away your job. They want to take you off social media. They want to. They want to really just e- eviscerate you from the public forum in any way, shape, form, or fashion. This is where we're at right now, and and we're at this way because these people are totally evil. You know, have you ever noticed, Dave, when these um, these people attack the Christian Church for its LGBTQ stance? They never attack Muslims. Muslims believe the same thing. Well, they they yeah. don't attack any other religion other than Christianity. Yeah. Christianity, without question, and the statistics prove it, on almost every continent, are the mo- the most persecuted religion on the face of the earth. Yeah, you know these they're really gutless wonders because you know <clears throat> they come out. In fact, I, I don't know if you saw the video of the lady who was mocking Jesus Christ and then passed out on the stage. Um, they feel totally comfortable mocking Jesus Christ. I mean, the, the most horrible things are said against my Lord and Savior right now. Uh, uh, his sexual orientation, uh, all kinds of things they're bringing, they're, they're just mocking him. Why don't these gutless people ever come up and mock Muhammad? Why? Because they, don't because they know they'll get their throats slit. Yeah. They, they know that, uh, what, what, Salman Rushdie, remember him? He wrote that book, The Satanic Verses. And he's still, I don't know if he's alive, but they never lifted the death sentence on that man. So these people are really gutless. They'll cut your tongue out. I mean, uh, this. They'll they'll cut your tongue out. They'll they'll kill your children. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll destroy your family. Bob, the bottom line is with all this, this is, we live in the ultimate conflict. You break down every difference we have between Democrats and Republicans, the right, the left, the manufactured race crisis, all these things. It's all about Satan versus Jesus. That's what it's all yeah, it, comes it, it down is. to. Because, again, they won't mock Muhammad. They won't pick on any other uh, what you would call religion, and, and Christianity is not a religion. Religion are the inventions of man. Um, <clears throat> there's only two religions in the world, Dave. There's the religion of Cain and the religion of Abel. Abel's religion says, I have to come to God on his terms. Uh, God requires this offering. Cain came up with a brilliant idea. Well, I'm just going to do it my way. I'm going to give God what I think he wants. And that's what religion is. We're going to create some belief system that says I'm going to do it my way and, and put the term God over it and, and try to make it you know, palatable. Um, and that's what you know, a lot of – even within, the, like I said, enemies domestic, that's what a lot of this health, wealth, and prosperity gospel is. It is so far removed from biblical Christianity that it is not biblical Christianity. It is not a saving Christianity. You can't, if you follow their doctrine – I'm telling you, that doctrine is going to lead down the road to perdition because it's not biblical Christianity. So there's only – and that's what it is. Prosperity gospel is the gospel of Cain. I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to stamp Jesus on it and you know, and, and try to fool people. And at the same time, you know, we see these people getting filthy rich, which the Bible says they would. says they'll exploit your souls for profit in the end of the age. Which that that thing has been going on for a long, long, long time, two thousand years, but that's what they do. It's the religion of Cain exploits people's souls for profit. The religion of Abel, 
blesses people's souls. It's more blessed to give than receive. Um, you know, we 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 can we we're concerned with the the things of others over the things of ourselves. Um, our life is not. If this is your best life now, it is your best life now, <laughs> because your next life is not going to be very pleasant. Uh, if this is my worst life now, which this is, this is my worst life now because I'm promised paradise. So so we see that that the internal and external enemies right now marginalized. Um, penalized, demonized. And then the last phase is criminalized. And this is where this is all headed, Dave. So marginalized, um, penalized, demonized, criminalized. Uh, we are heading, and, and in fact, I just want to say this, in most of the world today, definitely in Europe, where we came from, uh, you know, you and I came from Europe, uh, our heritage is from Europe, in Africa, it's gone uh, a lot uh, highly Muslim, China, Chinese Christians. They are being criminalized, and in some cases, they're being put to death. Their churches are being destroyed. So this is where it's headed in the United States, Dave, uh, being criminalized and penalized. Because what they seek to do, when I read this article, and I want to mention, this is this article, I challenge people to read it. You can go, type in David French. Seeds of political violence are being sown in the church. That is one of the, the the most disturbing titles I have read, Dave, because what it's saying, they are demonizing the church of Jesus Christ. They're not going to demonize the government churches, you know, the churches that go along with all the government thing that promote liberalism and all, all this other garbage. Yeah, that's doctrines of demons. They're coming after, this article comes after us. And when you read it, this, this article has gone to the marginalization, it's gone to the uh, penalizing stage, and they're now looking to criminalize it. Um, I, I'm just saying, there's, what this article is saying is that anybody who believes, and they're using Donald Trump as the, uh, the scapegoat, the uh, what do they call it, the straw man, to beat him up, and anybody who would believe in what Donald Trump says or does, magma people, should be criminalized. Um, now, let me just say this about Donald Trump, okay? Is he perfect? Well, let's, let's answer that with biblical truth. Was David perfect? Dave, was David, Dave, was David perfect? Was David perfect, Dave? Was he perfect? No. Look what he did. God called him a man after his own heart, and yet he committed some horrible sins. You know, he saw this beautiful woman, which I know most normal men are attracted to beautiful women. I understand that. It's temptation. But then he took it the next step. He says, well, I'm going to go over and you know, have a relationship with this woman, even though she's married. And then you know, she got pregnant. And so he took Uriah and sent him out to the front of the battle where he was murdered or killed in battle. So you know, he, he was guilty of that. And, but yet in Psalm 51, here's David crying out, have mercy on me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew a right spirit within me, O God. And, you know, God did forgive him. There were penalties for his, his uh, life in doing that. Was Solomon perfect? No. God gave him an incredible fortune, incredible wisdom, an incredible kingdom, and he squandered it on godless women. Was Moses perfect? No, Moses committed murder. 
you go through the scripture, Dave, and that's that's one of the, the to me the authenticity trade uh, hallmarks of the scripture. It's honest about the people in it. They're not they're not superheroes. They show them as men and women who have failures, who have successes, and yet God loves them. And what Satan always seeks to do, Satan and his emissaries always seek to do, Dave, you could be the greatest guy in the world, and yet you have detractors. Dave Hodges is this. Dave Hodges is that. Steve Quayle does this. Steve Quayle does that. You, you know, that's why divorce lawyers are so they make they they're so easy because if I live with somebody for a, a long time, I know all their bad stuff. I know their weaknesses, they're, they're, where, they're, where they're vulnerable, and and I, then the do- divorce lawyer goes, well, I mean, you know, you know, she crunched ice at the table, you know, I I hated that or whatever she did, whatever whatever they just they just exploit that, um, you know, failure of people to to gain, they exploit it for money, and they destroy the person. So here we have some of the greatest biblical characters that I just mentioned, and they had sin in their life. They had failures in their life. And so what they do is they want to destroy those people. What are they doing to Donald Trump? Is he a perfect man? Far from it. Does he have a lot of issues? Yes, he does. Bad issues. But is he being used by God? Was he used by God? Um, I would say most definitely yes. God raised him up. For that hour, to show America that we could do much better. Oil independence, financial prosperity, a sense of purpose. To all those who loved truth, you know, but the distractors, it's easy to look at somebody. Dave, if I lived with you, if I lived with Steve Quayle, if you lived with me, you, you could easily start picking my life apart because I'm a sinner, I'm a failure. In fact, Jonathan Edwards says, and I love this quote, um, Jonathan Edwards, the great theologian, scientist of the 18th century, said, um, the only thing I contribute to my salvation is a sin that makes it necessary. That's me. Um, that's me. And, and so Donald Trump is not a perfect man, but was he, was he God's man for the time? I believe he was. Um, and so that's what these people do. They, they worm themselves in and destroy that's always the thing. You'll always – the trademark of, of a Christian, the trademark of Satan is someone that comes in and, 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 all, and sees the failure. Instead of building it back up, the Bible says to restore those who've fallen into sin. Um, you know, the evil one says we kill them. I just kill them. You know, write them off, destroy them verbally, just verbally crucify them, whatever. That's what these people are perfect at. You look what they did to Donald Trump, and this, this calls the question, why isn't David French – talking about the, the Dunham Report, where Hillary Clinton financed spying and over, trying to overthrow, which is coming out now. She had her hands deep into the blood of treachery. And does he write an article about her? Does he write an article about Comey, Brennan? Does he write an article about Joe Biden? And all, the, all these people, you know, they do claim to be Christians. They do, well, Brennan, I think, claims to be a Muslim, but... Um, but does he ever, do they ever write about the treachery in that side? No, they're always writing against godly people. And they always want to marginalize, penalize, 
demonize, and then we get to the criminalized place. And that's what the Bible says is one of the hallmarks of the end of the age will be the criminalization of Christianity. Actually, criminalization to the point of death, persecution to the point of death. It'll be, it'll be on a grand scale. Do you know, Dave, in the last century there were more Christian martyrs than there were in the previous 1900 centuries put together? Today, the gospel of peace, the gospel of love your brother, irregardless of his color, uh, that's why you see Christian people, you know, black guy, Chinese guy, uh, Native American guy, woman, whatever, hug each other, love each other, fellowship with each other, go over to each other's houses and have fellowship. For some reason, they hate that. They can't stand that. And they have to call us racist, yet we're probably the least racist people on the planet. There, there, are, there are people that have unbiblical views concerning race in and, and the Christian church, and they need to be brought out and, and enlightened and, and you know, corrected on their, their, their bad theology. Um, you know, I, I, was, I was just reading, just a side note, you know, Charles Darwin um, had, taught two things. First of all, he taught that black people were about 200,000 years less evolved than white people. Okay, he did teach that. Now I categorically reject that. He also taught that women were far inferior to men. So Dave, I want to ask you a question. And answer this: Why hasn't the woke movement sought to remove Charles Darwin from the colleges, schools, and universities of America? Isn't that interesting? The guy, the, this guy's the most racist, homophobic, sexist guy <clears throat> that that we've ever seen, or well, one of them. And yet he's still promoted on college campuses, universities and schools, elementary schools. Why, why hasn't the woke movement gone after him? Well, the woke movement is designed to be anti-Christian at all costs. <laughs> exactly. And, and not only that, you talked about universities, same MO. And you look at everything you're bringing up here. You know, I'm going to interject this story, and I've told it before, but it fits right here. You said we're being sabotaged from within. This is a without uh, attack from the outside. Within, in, in a church I was attending, uh, the assistant pastor gives up, gets up and he says, uh, your leader, he may not be a godly man, but he's God's man, and Romans 13 commands you to follow God's man. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, I'm waiting for the exception now. Except, for example, if he asks you to be a guard in a concentration camp. Except if he asks you to perform abortions on women. You know, and I'm waiting for these exceptions, you know, and they weren't there. It was just, they say something, you better do it. Shut up Dave, and the, get in the, line. Yeah, the scripture says those who teach are held to a higher accountability. <clears throat> so I would categorically deny that I have to follow any man. I'm never commanded to follow a man, except the God man, Jesus. That's the only one I'm commanded to follow. Now, obviously, there are men that God raises up. That's why we, we follow you know, Donald Trump as far as what he's doing good. That's why I would follow you know, John the Apostle. That's why I might follow, um, you know, Calvin or Luther or, you know, um, any of these other leaders in the church. Uh, I might follow them, but I'm not commanded to obey them. And I, I've heard that I've heard that used touched my anointed to do my you know to touch not my anointed to do my prophets no harm. Um, that's if that's if they're my prophets. Well, obviously we, we see this proliferation of pastors in the church today taking advantage, raping the sheep, <laughs> no, and I mean that literally, you know, uh, pastor after pastor after pastor is caught, um, 
you know, soliciting child trafficking, and that that happens a lot, or you know, becoming too friendly with a member of the church, and you know, we see that happening. I think it was um, Hillsong. Um, they just had were caught with a pastor doing that. Um, so we're not to follow any man, and anybody who teaches that um, doctrine is is sorely misunderstanding the scripture. We're to follow Jesus Christ. In fact. You know, uh, Paul addressed that. Said, you know, he says, you know, some follow Paul, some follow Apollo, some follow Peter. I follow Jesus Christ. Now, if God is manifested in that man's life, I'll listen and be instructed and taught from him. If he's gotten revelation from God through the Scripture, I'll listen. But I follow Jesus Christ, and that's the problem. We have a celebrity gospel in the United States. Where we put these people on pedestals? I mean, you know, just imagine I put King David on a pedestal. He would let me down. I mean, David, what did you do? You went over there and slept with your neighbor and then killed his husband? Moses, what did you do? You murdered that Egyptian guy? Solomon, how many wives are enough? I mean, you know, I got 5,000 wives. I mean, good grief. You sleep with one a night. You don't get back to the first one until like 12, 13 years later. Um you know, you could go on and on and on. Peter, Peter, de- just Peter actually um, demonstrated racism. Um, when when the Jews weren't around, he would go fellowship with the Gentiles. And when the Jews came around, Peter moved, you know, withdrew himself from the Gentiles and acted, you know, like I'm one of you guys. So he was being duplicitous in his um, in his approach towards Christian believers. It'd be like basically me saying, you know, I I can go fellowship with black Christians, but when the white Christians come around, I kind of held them at arm's length. Paul rebuked him for that. So that, that's wrong. You don't treat those people different than these people. There's anybody who wants to think there's any kind of racism in the Bible that that Paul addressed it. You don't treat those people any different than these people. Um, you treat them all the same. But so he rebuked him for it, and and that that's what we need to do. Um, and and I would say largely today in the Christian church, it is a non-racist body of people. But anyhow, this article, going back to this article, Dave, out external threats to the Church of Jesus Christ and external threats to the United States because the United States, regardless of what you say, wasn't founded by necessarily Christian men, but it was founded on the Christian gospel. Um, the new insurrection is being organized in a sanctuary near you. Do you know how? Do you know how scary that sounds, Dave? Do you know how threatening that sounds? Because I hold the biblical morality, you know, I don't believe in abortion. Donald Trump doesn't believe in abortion. I I believe in sound money. I believe in sound borders. God was the one who created nationalism. You know, even in heaven, it says there's every tribe, tongue, language. Even in heaven, there's some type of, you know, he, he created black people. He created Asian people. He created white people. And in heaven, evidently in some form, that heritage of Asian, African, you know, European is carried into heaven. Now, we don't look at each other anymore like, well, you know, that's a black guy or that's a white guy, you know, oh, Asians, we've got to watch out for them. That doesn't, that doesn't carry on because there's no sin. But evidently the nationalism or, the, the, or the, what I would say the genetic differences somehow are still manifested in heaven. But what they seek to do is to divide, conquer, marginalize, penalize, demonize, criminalize. And we're at that criminalization stage right now, Dave. If you read this article, 
It is absolutely setting the groundwork for criminalizing Christianity, and this is how it will take place. Okay, uh, This is Bob Griswold's prediction, and I don't have divine I, – I, I would say I have historic understanding of this because this is how it's historically be done. There's, I haven't had a visit by an angel. Um, it's going to start with financial persecution. The tax-exempt status of the church, uh, you, you know, th- this is going to be looked at. Well, you know, you're, you believe Donald Trump actually won the election? Uh, oh, my gosh. You, you're no longer a, politi- a religious organization. You become a political organization, and political organizations oh, do true. not get tax-exempt status. That's true, but I'll, I'll, I'll interject this, Bob. The DHS with under Mayorkas, who's totally Satan's servant, he, he has an internal memo right now. And uh, and he says, if you speak against the government in any form, you are a domestic terrorist. That's setting up to be used against our church. Any church, any any real church, the, the body of Jesus Christ that holds to biblical truth, we are being demonized right now. We're definitely being penalized. We've definitely been marginalized. So it's heading to the criminalized phase of it right now. Um, they're, they're going to financially try to choke the true church of Jesus Christ to death, and they'll, they'll stranglehold the money, and they will vilify the people. Uh, you go to that – you go to first – you know, I believe in Jesus Church. Oh, my gosh. You're a racist, a bigot. You're a homophobe. Um, you can, you, we're going to take you off social media. You, you know, and then you look at people. I, I was just watching um, – one of, who's one of the ladies? Laura Ingram. Um, the woke, the woke, uh, uh, I guess, up and coming star in Levi's said something against, you know, mandating the masks and all this. And they, 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 they accused her of being a racist. Yeah, anything's a racist. Um, yeah. yeah. And then they told her that she had to go do um, genuflect to the black people. That's the word I use, genuflect, but it's basically, I have to, you know, lay before you and say I'm a Harvard racist. Um, Genuflect before the black, and she goes, I'm not going to do that. I have not done any of the things you're accusing me of. Well, guess who didn't become CEO of, you know? And this was this lady was woke, so if they'll do it to their own, Dave, if I'm willing to sacrifice my own family members in the name of a satanic doctrine, what am I willing to do to you? Yeah. You know, if Hitler, he did, what did Hitler do to the SA? Those who carried his water, those who had done everything he'd asked them to do, those who had, you know, the, the night of broken glass, he murdered them all. He murdered them. So, you know, if I looked at that and I said, well, these guys, gosh, these guys were loyal followers of Adolf Hitler, and he murdered them. Gosh, I don't like Adolf Hitler. What is he going to do to me? <laughs> That's not a big leap to figure that one out, is it? Um, it's it's a pretty easy uh, intellectual jump to make that uh, thing. Well, I, I gosh, if he's murdering those people, and he, and he brutally murdered them. Uh, from um, he he brutally murdered that guy. Um, if he's willing to do that to, to his buddies, what's he going to do to you? You know, just what Jesus said: if they kill the master of the house, meaning Jesus, what do you think they're going to do to you? And so we have to get this mindset that these people have this. This is why I call them a death cult. Because they do. They are a member of a death cult. They want to see you dead, or at least imprisoned. Uh, they'll, they'll use your body 
uh, for whatever purpose they want to, either you know working in their their, their slave camps or for more deviant purposes. Um, they, that's that's what these people will do. Um, they'll put you in a death camp. They'll they'll get excited to see you put to death. Um, and we see them saying that today, Dave. They want to see us dead. Um, and if that's what remember Donald Trump says, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. They attack me, but they're really attacking you. Yeah, they really do. Bob, we need to step aside here for a break real quick, and I'll come back with a couple of comments on this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the economic correction is coming, and I'm putting that so mildly. $30 trillion plus in debt. The world reserve currency is faltering. People are running from it, and that's the only backing we have. And I can go on and on and on. The inflation rate's an absolute lie in what they're telling you. If you take 1972 CPI controls and apply them to today, we have 15.7% inflation. And listen to this, folks. Listen to this. They are lying about inflation. They're lying about their intended plan to raise taxes. Inflation is a tax. They are wrecking your nest egg. If you have assets to protect, you owe it to yourself to go to Noble Gold. Now, people say, I don't need any high-pressure sales. Listen, no high-pressure. You go to goldbeforelate.com, goldbeforelate.com. Just fill out a little form. They'll electronically send you all the information you need. And you'll have some questions, and then you'll call them. How do I know? Because I went from advertiser to customer many times over. They, they are the best at asset diversification. There's absolutely no question about it. And they're not expensive, and they're not pushy. They're trained to not be pushy. So goldbeforelate.com and have them teach you how you can diversify your assets. If you're keeping more than three or four months of cash in the bank, say goodbye to that. That's your operating capital. But if you stay beyond that, you're looking for a 1929 event coming up. We go to war. It's over. Now, listen, and it's going to be over anyway. It's a matter of when, not if, the dollar is going to fail. Now, people say, well, the dollar will fail after all the other currencies. That's probably true. However, <laughs> when your currency fails, what does it matter what the other currencies have done? All the excuses are removed by Noble Gold, and they will help you get through what's coming goldbeforelate.com. We're speaking with Bob Griswold. Bob, there's other church threats in the church too, and I've written about these extensively over time. And they largely have to do with the clergy response team where pastors are serving as agents of NOVAD, which is a division within DHS. It's, they try to keep it secret. They sign pastors to non-disclosure agreements. I've interviewed some of these pastors. And uh, they have broken their non-disclosure agreements in the interest of serving Christ. And they're saying that they're training us to make the people tranquilly go to death camps and be calm. And they won't, by the way, there are restrictions put on these pastors too in their practices when they serve DHS interests. They are told you can't talk about God, you can't talk about the Bible. Uh, the Bible has been an oppressive instrument through time. Oh yes, this, this is what pastors tell me that they are trained to do with the clergy response team. So that's the complete infestation of our leadership. I've asked uh, people in DHS who know about this, and some people we know aren't involved in this, and some do know. I said, how many pastors do you estimate are in this? And the number I most often hear, Bob, is about 100,000. 
Mm-hmm. That's how common this is. Yeah, you know, Dave, um, <clears throat> what you said um, about it doesn't matter what, what happens to other people's currency when it happens to you. Uh, Winston Churchill made the comment, you know, a compromiser is like a person who wants to get eaten last by the alligator. <laughs> You know, I mean, he wants to get to the back of the line yes. because he's watching everybody else get eaten, but he goes, at least there's three people ahead of me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the insanity of that comment what you made. Not not, not what you said is insane, but the, that the, the thought behind, well, at least it hasn't happened to the dollar yet. Yeah, there's two other people in line, but the alligator's eating them all. And guess who, when he gets to that, to that second one that's in front of you, guess who's next? You. Um, you know, there was an article uh, printed in um, 2019 on the uh, American Thinker, and this is what it says. In, the great, in this great country, it is not a crime to be a Christian, at least not yet, but the left is working on it. Free expression of religion is not just shunned, it is ridiculed, demonized, it is mocked. Anti-Christian bigotry is the only form of acceptable intolerance in this country. It, you know, just think of that. We can't, we, yeah, you, you're intolerant against, you know, Three people and a donkey get married? Oh my gosh, you're a horrible person. Uh, well, I mean, that's you know, ten years ago or twenty years ago, if you said that day, people would have thought I was out of my mind. But people do it today. These people want to marry animals, marry their robots. I fell in love with my robot. Um, that's acceptable. But if I teach from the Bible, love your neighbor. If I teach from the Bible, you know, these these doctrines of of, of you know, this, how God laid out the structure of society. Oh, my gosh. Death camp time for you, buddy. Um, but that's what it says. Anti-Christian bigotry is the only form of intolerance remaining in this country. To be encouraged and incited by our tolerant liberal friends at academia, media, and entertainment. I mean, that's where we're headed. The criminalization of that, and we better understand it, these people want you in no other place but in the grave. They want you dead. And just like Germany did... They will steal every bit of your wealth they can get their hands on. You know, that's why Noble Gold, you know, they can't. if you put that right in the right place, they might not be able to get their hands on it. Um, you know, if you own gold stock, they can get their hands on it. Yeah, if you don't, it, as Steve says, you know, Steve Quayle, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. Yes. Um, and you read this article. The intolerant left is replacing the structure of an orderly and benevolent norms with falsehoods, distortions, intimidation, and what Satan is known for, violence. Unfortunately, traditional America has been on the losing end of culture wars for a long time. This is a great article. Um, Just for anybody, I want to reference it. American Thinker, Christianity is Under Siege, June 12, 2019. Um, uh, it talks about a vigorous new secularism is, is propelling us in a direction that is going to destroy every norm that we know and that the society is going to break down into absolute anarchy. Dave, this is why I say 100% that the United States is going to fail, our economy is going to fail, that our food supply is going to fail because – we have been set on a path of God-hating, promoting violence, promoting the destruction of virtue, promoting the destruction of truth, 
We are on that path, and we're well down that road. And no nation, God has put, it's just like the immutable laws of the universe. You go down those paths, what happens if I go out, I, I have a good marriage, but what happens if I just started going out sleeping with every, you know, all these women? What would happen to my marriage? It's not rocket science. My loving wife is, God bless her, she's such a great woman, but she wouldn't tolerate it. So now just juxtapose that, you know, infidelity in a marriage to infidelity of a nation. I know. And what well, I mean that... by infidelity, we abandon the principles, the biblical principles that have made us great. Yeah. What happens to the nation? The same thing would happen to me if I practiced that in my marriage. Destruction is coming. Get ready. Get ready because it's – I mean, you know, Noah didn't know the day when he, God said, you build an ark. He didn't know how long that would take. He was never given the exact date, but I promise you, when the animals started showing up, the ark was complete. The animals started showing up, and then he sees the last couple turtles crawling on board. It's like, man, that's close. Um, there are signs. God gave us signs so we could you not only discern the times in which we live concerning eschatology, his return, but also we have signs to see the state and health of a nation. And the United States right now is 105 temperature. We're shaking. You know, you get those shivers when you get cold. We're breaking out with all kinds of body hives, national hives, open sores. And, you know, and then the Christians who look and go, well, everything's cool. Yeah, don't, and, don't forget about wars and rumors of wars. That's Yeah, there. so we, we see all too. this stuff happening. Yeah. And we still think, oh, what's who's playing the Super Bowl this week? Who cares? Well, Bob, that's we are living in a society of total distraction and in the war that's going to be thrust upon us. By the way, Zelensky has invited Biden to come to Kiev because he said they're not getting ready to attack, but that's not the Democratic Party agenda. They want war at all costs. Anyway, Bob, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, ready-made resources. we got about 30 seconds here. ReadyMadeResources.com, and go ahead and just give a brief overview. You know, I, and I just scratched the surface on this, Dave. We could do two or three programs. Oh, I know, and, I know, I know. And, We've and been betrayed in the church from within without. Read, but Bob, read the signs. We need read to, the signs Bob, right we now. Need to, if we're going to talk about ReadyMade okay. real quick, we yeah, need to okay. get this in. Okay, um, uh, that's what we do. We help people prepare for the times that are at hand, not in the future, at hand right now. The persecution, the destruction, the economic collapse. Call me at 800-627-3809. We will, with passion and true honesty, help you make develop a plan that will help your family survive. Um, we do carry a wide range of products. Uh, we have a wide range. In fact, if you go to stuckpigmedical.com in March, we're going to hold a medical course here. Okay. And it's an advanced medical course. And on that um, note, we are flat out of time. Bob, readymaderesources.com. He will talk to you about your prepping needs free of charge. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. We have to continue this. This is an important topic. Thanks for being with us. Thank you.